Hey y'all, what's up? Welcome back to Drew Presents with your boy Drew, where our connection continues to connect. So I, wow, I think the last episode host shit was really highly rated <clears throat> as far as in the uh, viewership. Is it viewership or listenership? I'm just over here making up fucking words. But no, I definitely appreciate you guys for listening. Um, I got a lot of feedback. Appreciate that. <laughs> and I think it was... Um, I appreciate it. That's what I'll say. Um, so what's been going on with me? You know, I'll give you an update. Oh, yeah. Next week, you just get me, which is great. Um... Sorry for all the noise. Um, yeah, life has been life. It's been, um, <sighs> well, I'm going to be so dramatic. It's been a, uh, a challenging few weeks, I will say that. Um, trying to stay motivated and strong and positive and it's been a lot. So, I'm not going to go into great detail, but I'll just tell you some things that's happening. Um, so, you know, I've been trying to get custody of my nephew. And pretty much, it it's not looking good any longer because of an action that my brother took. And... Um, you know, I just haven't really been in a positive spirit, is what I'll say. Um, you know, when it's time to put on and do things, I feel like I just do what I have to do and, you know, get to what I have to get to. Um, and then I've been having anxiety when it comes to, like, being social. You know, like, I feel like everyone wants you to come and do this and do that but no one is looking at the news or no one is really like are you paying attention you know and the people's like oh well you know the numbers are going down for covid social distancing social distancing is being taken away and i'm like well right because now they date this whole situation to me is uh i don't want to say a publicity stunt but i feel like it's so they got us panicked, right? We got panicked. You, you know, whenever, when this first happened, everybody's going to the store, gloves, mask, hoodies, whatever. You coming back home, stripping butt-ass naked at the door. You didn't know if your clothes was contaminated. We didn't know. We didn't have a lot of information. And now it developed into, okay, so now we have at-home tests. And when these at-home tests came out, I was like, you know, this is not beneficial. It's not beneficial at all because I can take a test at home, test positive, and be like, well, I ain't got no symptoms. I'll be okay. I'm going to go out in the world. And that's what a lot of people continue to do. So keep in mind, you're taking a test at home, and that test at home is staying positive, but that's not being reported anywhere. They can't track that. So of course... The COVID numbers are de are declining because now we have at home tests. Hello, <laughs> you know what I mean. So, 
when people say to me, oh, social distancing is going away and the numbers are going down, of course they are because no one has to test at Walgreens at your local Rite Aid where the bitch is saying, okay, we have to report this. And then someone's calling you from the health department to say, okay, how are you feeling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. So it just gave me, it started giving me anxiety. And then obviously we had some other stuff coming out and it gave me really bad anxiety to the point where I was supposed to go grocery shopping and I couldn't go inside. And I was like, well, maybe I need to just stop watching the news because it's just too much for me, you know? And I want to be able to be social and hang with people and have a good time and not feel like, "Eh, I'd rather stay in, you know what I mean? No, but overall, I am a homebody. But... It's just been a little challenging. And what I will say is that I said, Drew, you cannot sit in the house. That's just not healthy for you. You know what I'm saying? So you have to get yourself together, your thoughts together, and you have to be productive. So I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to go to the grocery store. I can do this. (laughs) And it was like it was a task, like going to the grocery store I never had an issue with this all through COVID until a few weeks ago. It was like, it was hard for me to go. And um, I recently just went a few days ago and it it was okay. Like I went and it was like, at first I was a little nervous, but then as I walked through, I was like, okay, I'm fine. Now I will say the next day I felt like my throat was, (laughs) I'm so traumatic. But I did feel like the next day my throat was a little sore. And I felt like, oh my God, am I sick? But it's like your mind be playing tricks on you. You know what I mean? I didn't take a COVID test. However, then the next day I was completely fine. Like there was nothing happening. There was nothing wrong. So I felt like it was probably just my mind playing tricks on me. So I decided that... I'm going to have to speak with somebody because I feel like this is a little bit out of, it's a little out of whack and I need to have someone make, hold me accountable and I need to be held accountable and I'm just going to start talking to a therapist again about some other things too. Um, just to help me do better. You know what I'm saying? Like I want to be better with everything, not just with this situation, but just even within my relationships with people, you know, with my husband. I just want to be more present. And sometimes we all fall off track and, you know, we have to get back out there. But it's like, who wants to meet up with people with a mask on? You know, like, it's it's almost like you look at things, it's like, it's a little bit ridiculous. You know, like, ugh. All right, or, oh, damn, this person tested positive, now they can't come. Or... This person says positive, it throws a monkey in the wrench. Is that what saying? Throws them. I don't know what the fuck the saying is. But somebody says positive, so now plans have to be changed or redirected. And, you know, it's just not fun. It's just not fun. And um, clearly, I'm dealing with that. And hopefully it gets better, you know? Hopefully it gets better. Now... Like I said, I feel like it's going to get better. I did the store thing. I just think the social thing, I'm a little like, eh, I don't know. Like, because I don't know where you've been. (laughs) Who knows if you was 
sucking dick in the subway last night. I don't know what the fuck you were doing. You know what I'm saying? So you just never know. But um, all jokes aside, I'm, I'm working on it and hopefully I can get better at it and not feel so crazy about it. All right, so first topic I wanted to get into um, was the four young men who were struck by a vehicle and um, three of them were killed. First of all, I want to say rest in peace to them and, you know, it's just a horrible accident. Well, I shouldn't say an accident because I, I don't know if it's an accident, but it's a horrible thing that happened to them and my prayers and thoughts are with their families and even for the fourth one that's recovering, it's just, it's it's really, really sad. Um, so when I, I looked at the video, in the first video that I saw from the angle, it was the back of the vehicle. What I'll say is that if you, the front, the front angle, the video that they have, the front angle of the video, it's not a good angle that you want to see. It's not, it's not a nice sight. It makes your heart hurt even more knowing, you know, <laughs> what happened to those boys. And then just to find out that they were a part of the LGBTQ community, it, it, it hits home, I think, for all of us that identify with that, right? Because, I mean, we've all been young and outside of a club or a bar and whatever, whatever is happening. And, you know, there's so many things that's in the news, so we don't, we're not sure exactly what happened. Um, or why this happened, I should say. So, for people that don't know that's listening, it, it appears that there was, maybe there was some, like, there was a disagreement going on in front of the bar outside in the street. And this car just came speeding down the street as if he was, I don't know, in a drag race. And I'm not talking about performers. Um... But he just went down the street and just hit all four of them. Clearly the fourth one on the side, I guess that's the one that I'm assuming probably survived. Because he wasn't hit as hard. But he was hit. The other people was like flying in the air. And um, and obviously they hit the, the, the pavement. So it just wasn't a nice sight. It was not a nice sight. So obviously, um, like I was saying, dealing with, when I saw that, I said, oh my God, like I felt so bad for them and I wanted to see exactly what I could do or if there was something I could do. And um, some people posted their information on social media and then obviously I found out they were a part of the LGBTQ community. Not that that necessarily matters, but I think it just kind of hits home, but I just wanted to more so say, you know, us as individuals, no matter what you identify as, identify as, you have to be careful, right? So people have all of these things. Why were they standing in the street? Why were they not on the sidewalk? Why did such and such? But no one is asking, why did he hit them? Why? Why did he hit them? Of course, people are, are asking that. But why are we asking questions about why they weren't on the sidewalk? I think the question, not even a question, but I think for all of us that are, you know, here or whatever, I think we just have to be careful about our surroundings, right? Because some people don't like your views and how you live your life. And some people are just hateful and nasty. So 
I always find it to be important to speak to the the youth underneath me and even my nephew who is not gay <clears throat> he's 13 years old and you know I say to him all the time I say listen you are a young black man right so that comes with some type of mm you just call it mm that's what I call it and he knows what I'm talking about you're gonna have people discriminating against you just by looking at you because you're black you're tall you're skinny and you have hair Right? So whether your hair looks like it's dreaded, it looks like it's in braids, whatever's going on. People are going to judge you off that even before you even open your mouth. And I said, now once you open your mouth, oh God, <laughs> now there's more. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, you know, it's important for you to carry yourself a certain way and make sure that you are aware of your surroundings. Right? I'm not telling you, and he was like, oh, you're trying to tell me not to be myself? Of course not. I would never tell you not to be yourself. But you have to remember, if this is if this has to do with life and death, then yes, you might have to change it up a bit so that you can get home and get to somewhere safe and then you can tell your story from your mouth, not someone predicting or saying, oh, I think, or possibly this is what happened. No, we don't want that to occur. So going back to the car um, crash, I think... Looking at the video and with them looking like they was about to fight or whatever the situation was, I think that no one would, would, would think someone would come down the street and just hit them, right? And then those poor people that would, that didn't even get hit or touched, can you imagine that, them seeing this take place? Like, so then was that fight or whatever was worth it? Like, I don't even know if people on the side were involved because you can't really tell. But it's just like, damn... I think the oldest one was 25. That's not even... It's crazy. That's that's like me saying... So I'm 36. That's me 11 years ago. And me saying my life ended at 25. 11 years is a lot of time for you to live and do things and to grow. And I'm pretty sure like... There's nobody... I mean, I don't want to limit them. But I'm sure they didn't reach their full potential in life. And for someone to cut it short because maybe you potentially you didn't like them because they were gay. Or I don't know if he was a part of the people that was fighting. I don't know. But it's like, why did you do that? Why? Doesn't make any sense. Again, rest in peace to them. All right, so we're going to move to something a little bit more, like, upbeat and positive, because I feel like this shit's been a little, like, somber. <laughs> we're going to talk about something good. Fucking. <laughs> Who doesn't like some fuck? It's so good. Let me stop. It's really not that good. No, it is good. I'm just kidding. So, me and the friend was talking. He was like, oh, you should bring it up on the podcast. So I was like, I will. But um, we were talking about, like, your first time, like, in... experimenting with sex. So, you know, in previous shows, I've always talked about how young I was, but I don't really want to go to that age because I feel like I was just like a kid and I didn't really know what the fuck was going on. And I was just like, oh, this is what we do. So I wanted to more so talk about when you get a little bit older and what it meant to you and how it was and all of that great stuff. 
Well, so what came up was peanut butter. And <laughs> for you that don't know, <laughs> you that don't know, um, that's basically when you're performing anal sex and you know, you get a little mess on a stick. <laughs> and um, we were talking about like how that, like you know how, how that's happened or how some people have it's happened to or maybe you was the person that did it. And I always find this to be very odd that people want to always come like they don't do things. Like, oh, this has never happened to me. Like, I've never done that to anybody. I swear on my life that that's not... Now, we all have been inexperienced, right? So there was a point in, in time when you probably did do that. Or there was a point in time when you were sucking, di- sucking dick with teeth, probably. Scraping that dick the fuck up with them fucking chompers. <laughs> Because, listen, what I will say is I remember one of my first experiences. Well, not my first, but it was like an early on experience. And I was getting some brain. And I remember it was like, I was like, oh, like, wait, hold on, wait. Too much teeth, too much teeth. Pull them bitches up. (laughs) Pull them up, baby. And the funny thing about it was... He had a really big gap, so I would have thought that. Anyway, that's holding the topic. But the bottom line is this. I feel like when you're you're inexperienced, things are going to happen. Like, there's probably awkward positions, and you might have nutted quick, or you might have... Your stroke game wasn't together yet because you were trying to figure out your body. But why do people play up or try to act like, Nah, I was the GOAT since the beginning. Nigga. Nigga, why are you playing games? And even females do it too. Like, mm-mm, this pussy is juicy, it's squirty, it's all these type of things. Now, girl, you know, you was like, baby, you gotta go to CVS and get the KY jelly because bitch, your pussy wouldn't stay wet. Okay? <laughs> I remember the first time I saw some like stay wet. And I was like, stay wet? What the fuck you need this for? Like, I thought. The pussy was full of juices. But now, some of you girls be dry. Or maybe maybe it was the fact that they weren't... Maybe the guy was drying them up. I don't know. But the, I feel like people want to always just make it seem like they are just the masters at sex. And in reality, we all had a beginning. So why are we lying? Like, why are you lying about that? Just be honest and say, listen, you know, in the beginning, I was terrible. And I'm still terrible. <laughs> I was terrible and I've improved. Because I would hope that you have improved from that time. And if you haven't, then you should take my class. Go to W. Let me stop just playing now. Um, but if you haven't improved, I think that you should. The first thing that you should do is try to figure out what your partner is wanting, wanting from you. Right? So if it's stroke games. Okay, so then maybe get you a flashlight. Figure out how to. Stroke that flashlight and get that shit together. If it's you using your teeth, you know what I'm saying? Maybe practice on your finger. <laughs> so then you know what the fuck that shit feels like. Because that shit is not, it doesn't, it's, if you can't suck dick, it's, it's really bad. It's like, please just don't. No, that's okay. We'll move on to something else, you know? And then obviously, if you do it on dicks, you know, 
I always say shit happens, right? <laughs> right? It happens. But I do think that it shouldn't be happening all the time, right? If it's happening all of the time, then you might need to go get checked um, or talk to a bottom that knows exactly what to do. Like, I remember, this is me telling my business, but okay, whatever, it's y'all. I remember like, I was like, damn, Mm-mm. it was a little stuff. I was like, shit. So I was like, well, what do you do? Like, I had to figure out like, what do you actually do so you don't bloop, bloop, on the, <laughs> or the condom, right? So they explained to me, this is what you need to do. You need to do da-da-da-da-da and X, Y, Z. And I'm not getting into the details of that because to me, I think it's too graphic. And it's like, if you don't know, you have a, a gay friend or you have a, someone that's experienced in butt sex that can tell you what you need to do in order to make sure the, the walls are clean and there's no residue in those bitches. <laughs> okay? And if you don't, then I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. You know, maybe take you, find you a class. Or no, I think they're like... Oh, I was about to say mad. I was like, maybe we'll get you like a porno book or something. <laughs> but do they even make those anymore? Like, I don't even know if there's magazines. <laughs> Remember those in the store? Oh, my God. Anyway, um, so the whole point. What was the point of me bringing this up? All right, so <laughs> the point of bringing this up was because it was to show. It was basically to talk about how people lie and then they they always are professionals and just like when you're at work, like no one knows their job like the back of their hand until you're there for a while. So just in anything that you do, maybe you were a little bit better than most at the beginning, but you was never an expert. Let's get that straight. You were never an expert because there's so many, especially for the straights, because there's so many women that complain about not having an orgasm and etc. So clearly as men, we're not doing what we're supposed to do. And I think that we have to work on that. Um, and I feel like even if you are expert now, there's always room for improvement. There's always room to grow. There's always room to do some freak shit without drugs. Catch it. Um, because <laughs> uh, some people out here are really doing nasty things because they're under the influence. And it's like, uh... And you got to watch those people. If they need to party to have sex, you're not for me. You can't do it. Can't do it with you, buddy. Sorry. Moving on to a deluxe apartment in the sky. Thank you. I'm not trying to be down here with you crackheads at the bottom. No shade to anybody that does drugs, but I'm just saying. That's how it, that's how it is. Like, you want to... F- okay, I'm talking too much. Anyway, um, that's that. So, I think we're out of time because I, I was going to do some more topics, but I'm going to wait till next week when I have a guest. And at this point in time, I'm going to thank you guys for listening to Drew Presents. And I love you guys for listening. I feel like I sound like Wendy Williams. I love you guys for watching. No, I do appreciate you guys listening and tuning in and giving feedback. I definitely appreciate that. And I'll catch you time, you guys next time on Drew Presents.